should definitely try to do it a couple of be taking it to a different uh, level hey <laughs> but i want to take them to that level come with me take them to that level on that level Ooh. <laughs> oh my god doo, 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 doo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> man what's that dude star wars nothing but star wars ready for this episode is that, is that where we're going Yes, dude. That's what we're doing. That is what we are doing today. Can't wait, dude. I've waited so long for this. <sighs> let's start with some intros, dude. <laughs> okay, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just uh, how to take a deep breath, dude. Let's get our radio voices on. What? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Let's uh, get our uh, introductions in today. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know, stormy weather's <laughs> on the uh, Doppler today. <laughs> Weatherman. Mm-hmm. Welcome everybody to episode number sixty-two of the Beta Report. I'm one of your co-hosts. Some, like get out of the the freaking. This is like like the wave or something. It's because you got that voice going right now. Dude. You know, you know why, dude. I'm, I'm feeling it for all the people. And I'll tell you guys right. You know, I'll tell you why. In a, a second. little. It's, it's like a little too somber, dude. You're yeah, well, I feel I feel bad for my nerd brothers, dude. But you know. Uh, well, I'll tell you that right now. <clears throat> yep, this is Jeff, King of the Nerds, Con. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. What? Yeah, he's going to say my name right now. What? Thank you very much. <laughs> just yeah, preparing you're the, just uh, looking at that, that clip, though. That fool's face is amazing. <laughs> we got Forever 5. Yo, yo, Jay. yo. What up? What up? What up? I'm bummed I didn't bring my hat today, dude. I know, dude. Uh, I saw that. As soon as you walked in, I'm like, Really? Really? That's because they played today, so I was like, and even though and, they and lost. How much good did that do? I know, dude. Yeah, exactly. I know. I blew it. But, uh, boys. you know, usually I'll, 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 when I can, I'll give you a little news story. And, and today I was going to go ahead and, and share a little bit of something. But uh, Dude, it, you sound like someone died, dude. You could kind of say, oh. oops, that bad. You, you could kind of say that Hope died today. Hold on. What is this? Oh, wow. For all my... Like, this is happening. Nerd brothers. That had hope. A new hope? Drawn out version of this song. <laughs> I know, right? It's gonna take it's like, so like ten long. minutes to get. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, stop oh my gosh, playing these all so long. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's what going. What is on. this about? All right. <laughs> like, all right. We'll just just let it go in the background. Yeah. This is like five more minutes. <laughs> I know, dude. 
Damn, look how long he holds that note. That's impressive. Like, okay. And I'm telling you, the, the moment that this got announced, every nerd hope just got obliterated. Came out today that Margot Robbie, a.k.a. Harley Quinn, has announced that she's married. No, God! Exactly. No, God, please, no! 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 Yeah, that was uh, the sound of every nerd when they found out that she was married and off the market. Because we all had a chance, dude. Dude. It's just, Obviously, it was there was a chance. Dude, you know that she, she could have said one million to one, and every nerd would be like, <laughs> "So you're that. saying there's a chance, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude?" See? So that just means that like the hot topic costumes just like dropped in sales because you know it wasn't the girls buying that crap; it was all the guys buying it for like their mannequins. Like they were just setting up like their dolls with like the Harley Quinn outfits or whatever, and just thinking that one day she would stroll in to their bedroom. You know, when I went to L.A. Comic-Con, dude, the most disturbing thing is I saw two guys wearing the Harley Quinn costume. Nice. Yep. Nice. Disturbing. Booty shorts and everything? Booty shorts and everything. Yes. Nope. Yep. Nope. I'm all in. Nope. <laughs> oh, crap. That was the quickest <laughs> nope I've heard in my life. Right? <laughs> yeah, so she's uh, she's she's just... To who? Um, she. By the way, sure. I mean, not that it matters. Not that it matters. I know. Do you think any nerd wants to know who she married? They don't yeah, care. Yeah, dude. It's oh, she n- got straight up married. Yeah, she got married. All oh, all snap. the nerds need to know is that it wasn't them. I know, right? That was about <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, it was a British director by the name of Tom Ackerley. She's actually been with him for a long, long time, and uh, you know they just decided to get married in a private ceremony. I'm not even sure. I don't think many people are sure it was over the weekend. The way it got announced is. She um, posted it on Instagram. <clears throat> it's a very blurry picture uh, of her. It's only focused on her hand and the ring finger where she's wearing her wedding ring on it. So that's <laughs> so she kind of announced it in her in her own way. <clears throat> yeah, apparently. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was over the weekend, but it was. Uh, there was a private ceremony. What was that food done? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's what every nurse saying right now. <laughs> Director. <laughs> British. Does he do a podcast? No. <laughs> I know. Does, uh, is he? Uh, uh, has he written his own fan fiction Star Wars? Right. <laughs> or fan fiction Star Trek? No. Does That's he own a theater quality or a movie quality uh, mask of Chewbacca? Probably not. No. Does he have every toy lightsaber ever made? No. Right. <laughs> but even so, every nerd right now, dude, is just as soon as they heard it, you heard that tap song. They're walking yes. away. The sad, just the sad Hulk walk or Bruce Banner walk. You could just <laughs> you see every nerd walking down the street with a backpack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With, with their Pokemon backpack. <laughs> it's like a life-size Pikachu backpack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Why? No. <laughs> We had a chance. I know. <laughs> oh, dude, this song yeah. is awesome. Brings me back my childhood, dude. <laughs> that song is amazing. I, I I legit got sad every episode of The Hulk when I heard that song, dude. <laughs> All it's he like, wants why? to do is help people. <laughs> Just 
<laughs> by just, ripping them limb to limb. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Limb That's from the, limb, fool. You can <laughs> rip someone limb to limb. Well, yes. No. What is it? Limb from limb? Limb from limb. Well, <laughs> limb to limb too, right? From, what? I don't know. How are you going to rip someone limb to limb? From one limb to the other. <laughs> limb to limb. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the right way to say it. Okay. No, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm telling you no, but. Limb from limb? Yeah. Limb to limb? Limb to limb, Yes. Dude. <laughs> from the right arm to the left foot. I don't know. <laughs> so you're just crisscrossing that foot? Yeah, just like, like totally like rip them like, you know, like you tear a, a bag of chips. Crap. <laughs> oh, crap. We, um, yeah. Yep. Nope. Anyways, no. <laughs> we have to jot down just every time I say something wrong. Right doesn't now. work that way, dude. Anyways, dude, Rogue One. Oh, my gosh, dude. Right? That's amazing. All right. Thanks for joining us today. I know. And that is our analysis <laughs> of the movie. Thanks for tuning in. That's our full review. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Let's oh, talk Rogue God. One, guys. If you guys haven't seen this movie yet, which you'd be one of the minority because most people saw it over the weekend. Yeah, dude. It made, what, $250 million? I did really. I didn't. I didn't. Globally, know. I think it uh, domestically made about 150 million. A lot of people saw it over the weekend. So, yeah, dude, it uh, it was uh, it was great. <laughs> I guess we give our, our initial um, responses about this movie. Honestly, this movie was amazing. It was done so well. Um, it's just uh, it was it was. Very different from your typical Star Wars movies because there was nobody. Um, and again, I'm gonna have to say we're gonna talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen, true, this, uh, yeah, we should probably say that right off the bat. Yeah, because haven't seen the movie, and you guys don't want to get anything spoiled. Don't listen. Don't listen from this point on. But if you don't mind, you know, us giving uh, important plot points or whatever or reveals, then then go ahead and take this journey with us because we're about to get in it. Dude, we about to get yes. all up in that piece. So definitely, if you haven't seen it, pause this, go watch it, then come back. But uh, uh, it's definitely worth watching it. Or listen to this as you're watching the movie. Yeah, do oh, that. Oh, that'd be listen great. Listen to this yes. as, so well, it's like the director's commentary as you're watching the movie and yes. you're listening to us talk. So, okay, let's start watching. So, so as soon as you start watching it, there's no crawl right now. So Yeah, dude, it's just it goes a down. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Boom, Boom. movie. Starts. Amazing. There it is. Like it was, yeah, no crawl. <laughs> Actually, dude, and I know, um, you know, some people were kind of raising that as an issue. I love that, dude. I love the fact that because it, it almost sets up like it. Obviously, it's a way to differentiate itself from the main Star Wars movies. Um, so, like, it's cool that it put it, um, it added that like that title screen or whatever with the, with the text on it because it kind of lets you know, yeah, this is a Star Wars movie. But it's not part of the main saga story. So I thought that was really cool that it was just like it started with that and then boom, like right into the movie. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. weird to have a Star Wars movie not start off with the theme music. Right, yeah. You know, where um, what we can tell you is like when the movie starts, it has those first, uh, the, that first uh, sentence, you know, where in a galaxy far, far away. And then boom, the movie starts. So there's no like, 
<clears throat> you know, the Star Wars theme, you know, the nothing like that. It was just boom, just the movie starts. And uh, was there even a title screen saying Rogue One? Yeah, I think after after uh, I she gets it. after she gets picked up, like as a kid or whatever, when and then it comes when out, Saw right? comes out, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, definitely, it's different. It starts off right away, so it's definitely uh, it's a very different movie in that there's no Luke Skywalker, there's no Skywalker family, you know. That, uh, uh, you better be careful with that dude because there is a Skywalker family. Well, t- technically, how's I mean, it technically? It is. No, no, that's what I was going to say. Technically, yes, there is. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, obviously he's going by a different name now. But but uh, but we'll, we'll hit that point. But, yeah, well, there's no saga, no drama around that Skywalker family, I guess, if you want to look it's at not, it that it's, way. It's, obviously, it's not, it's not the, the focus. Yeah, it's not the, it's, that's not the focus of this story. Yeah, definitely. It's not like the, yeah, you're not moving the Skywalker story forward. Yeah, it's so awesome that the way that, that this movie, it uh, definitely focused on, Totally different characters. No Jedi's, sort of. No. Um, uh, well, that much is true. Yeah, because he's technically not a Jedi. But but it's not focused on any like sort of Force users. They mentioned the Force a lot, so it's kind of like looking at it from a perspective of non-Force users. There's Force believers, but technically there isn't. You could make an argument that maybe Jen kind of was, in in a particular scene. But uh, and I'll talk about that scene. But um, the movie itself, it's it's so it, it's, you know, I heard some people saying that it was paced a little slow at the beginning. I thought it was fine, but it did take a little bit maybe to get started. I don't think so. I I thought it it did it appropriately to uh, set everybody up and put everybody in place and kind of let everybody know where everybody is standing and why it happened. You had to start off with, you know, uh, with Galen Urso. Um, getting found by director Krennic. Uh, apparently they know each other, uh, and they were he was they was looking for him. So you gotta have that whole beginning and the whole setting up. Jin. I mean that thing took for me took pretty quick to get from that point from them picking up Jin to going to Saw Guerrera to uh, eventually saying that she has to go get the plans. That goes by to me pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, I didn't, I didn't understand fast. that criticism either. A lot of people were saying that it felt like clunky, and it just like it just kind of seemed like it was yeah, like the, I guess the pacing was a little bit slower, so it just kind of felt like things were getting dragged out. Um, but honestly, yeah, like you're saying, I didn't feel any of that, dude. I kind of I felt like yeah, everything was kind of moving appropriately, like you know, moving the story along. I didn't feel like they touched on things and just kind of it just kind of lingered there or. Uh, you know, th- there wasn't anything that they kind of touched on that that just kind of didn't seem to work out. The the one thing I will say though is like in that first or or second act or whatever, like when they focus more on Saw Guerrero, I feel like I feel like they didn't do enough with his character. And I don't know how you feel about that. Like, I feel like they just wanted to not shoehorn him into the uh, the movie. Um, Galen or so? No, 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 Saw Guerrero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, because of like because he comes out in like Rebels or whatever, and they just wanted to make that tie in. They wanted to make that connection between the cartoons and the movie. But I feel like him and his like whole group of like you know uh, what what were they called like radical like, extremists extremists yeah yeah like they I I felt like they didn't do enough, and I would have liked for them to do to have been 
like a to have played a bigger part in the rest of the story you know what i mean because mm. the so some of the characters like even just their designs like the guy i know he has a name um something two tubes yeah yeah that mm-hmm. dude like the design on him is like super cool and i would have loved to have seen more of him throughout the movie but unfortunately like you, you don't really see too much um of him past like you know just him introducing people uh or uh, introducing bodhi to saul or whatever and, and him picking up Jin and, and the rest of the people um but yeah so like i feel like that part of the movie even though they're not like the main focus and i know a lot of the focus was on like the rogue one squad i guess um i wish they would have just used them a little bit more even as just like secondary background characters i wish it would have stuck around a little bit and you saw because forrest whitaker is like a legit actor dude i feel like he could have done more and then like just with his design too like the fact that he's half robot half man like that was pretty cool and it kind of harkens to darth vader and him being half man half machine um, well, here's a little thing. If you, if you didn't know, um, for the people who didn't know, Saw Gerrera is is actually a very important um, addition to the Star Wars movie universe because he's actually the first uh, and only so far character that was created from the cartoon to show up in live action. Oh, crazy! So that's cool. Yeah, Saw Gerrera actually came out in the Clone Wars um, cartoon in the Clone Wars series and he was um if i cor- remember correctly he, he's like he was a character that was fighting against the empire somewhere along the line he became more of an extremist so there is a story there that's interesting you mentioned that you do like some more because it's possible that he can come back and then in another movie because it's been revealed that jen urso or i should say not jen urso but uh felicity jones uh-huh. that she's actually signed on to do two movies Oh really? Which is weird, right? Because yeah, because that yeah, not really living. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the movie, so um, you know that could maybe maybe make some room for a a Sagarero movie or somewhere maybe another type of rebel type movie or something where he can come out. And an additional news is that the cartoon character of Sagarero is coming out in the Rebels series, which is pretty popular right now. That. Uh, that oh see i thought that's where he came from no he came from the clone wars Clone Wars. Oh, okay. and, and now he's he's being reprised again the exciting news is that he's gonna be in the rebels um uh series and forrest whitaker is voicing the same character oh no way yeah, oh that's cool yeah, dude. it's pretty legit that's pretty cool that he's actually doing that voice and um on top of that rebels the cartoon they did so much service for it in rogue one dude in uh Rebels, there's an actual, like, their Millennium Falcon. Um, and by that, I mean, like, their, because nobody could see me doing the rabbit the ears. Air, the air, air quotes, quotes, yeah. Uh, say rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. The modern family. Um, that uh, it, it's like their, like, the um, the main ship in the TV series. Yeah. It's called The Ghost. And uh, Oh, yeah, I heard about that, that it makes an appearance it does. in the and, movie. And what's funny is, like, some people are saying, well, maybe it's like an X-Wing, you know, because everybody, you know, there's different pilots for x-wing fighters yeah no lucasfilm confirmed that it is the ghost from rebels oh crazy so that means the characters in that series are there just you don't get to see them um then there's uh one of the main characters the pilot of uh the ghost ship um or ghost is uh hera syndula Uh and over the pa system in the and when they're in uh yavin um on the rebel base yeah 
they say, uh, you know, they call out to General Sindula. Oh, please, no way, please dude. report to whatever. That's which cool, is, man. Yeah, that's, that's cool that they dope. make all the little tie-ins to and all their different franchises and all that. Yeah, and they have their own sort of like their own mascot and uh, droid, uh-huh. like R two D two, but uh, it's called Chopper, and it's like a kind of like an R two D two, but you know the ones that look like they're a little more squared up. Yeah, like they're like a more cone like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see him uh, actually go across the screen. No way, for real. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That's um, cool. That, yeah, that they and and I guess because I did, I remember re- reading a review on this one, and they were talking about a lot of the like cameos and things that they were doing um, from Rebels. And I'm not too familiar with the cartoon Rebels, so I didn't I didn't really catch any of that stuff. But um, yeah, there was and it was just pretty cool that they they took the time to do that because those timelines kind of match or are kind of oh crazy mm. those uh. Those timelines are kind of they're they're kind of happening simultaneously or whatever. Like these guys from Rebels are actually existing while you know this part of like the the Star Wars story is going on or whatever. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, what's cool is that that Lucasfilm actually went ahead and 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 released their own high res version pictures within Rogue One of these connections. Oh really? Yeah, cause, so they can you know let them know that there is that connection between oh, those things. Yeah, very cool, man. Very awesome that they did that. So. Definitely, uh, it was it was great. So honestly, man, the, the movie is great in, in in the fact that they got like really legit actors. Um, they they did really, uh, I mean, a really great job. K two S O is pretty awesome droid too. Uh, he's Alan Tudyk, that tall um, droid. Um, Everybody's seen it, dude. Because I think he's he's probably like the standout character of this movie. I think he. Uh, like I think he did steal the movie because he had all the he had all like the like all the humor came from him. Um, you know, there's a part where he's like, "Do you want me to tell you what the probability is?" And then like, there's like a pause and it's like, "It's high. It's like it's really it's high really or high. whatever." <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's dope. But yeah, like that that character was that I feel like that character just kind of ran away with it, dude, yeah. and just kind of yeah, he did a great it. job. So the movie itself is great. The 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 f- full, I mean, the, the whole uh, feeling of an actual war, you know that I mean it's a, like I think you had said Jay before that it's like a boots on the ground type war, right? You know, not everything was in space. They were actually fighting on uh, the the beach on Scarif, that planet where they're on. So it's just so cool that they did that. Um, the uh, oh man, there's so many cool things I wanted to talk about. So many, you know, little things about what they did man but to me one of the one of the highlights um uh, well the main highlight for me was getting to see darth vader being a badass right yeah yeah, even if it's only a few minutes at the end um and and see him just just destroy you know this this small little battalion of rebels but in his way just the way he did all of that dude was just Pretty awesome, man. Pretty for amazing. sure. And I know that was that was one thing that we had said before uh, when we were you know getting getting amped up for for this like a couple months ago um, <clears throat> that we said we wanted to see Darth Vader just completely own people, dude, and just like be that villain that we all we all believe that he is and like he actually is. Like I think you know if you go through if you go to like whatever poll in history or whatever. 
most people are gonna say are gonna vote Darth Vader as like the best villain of all time or something. But like in reality, we never really saw him. I, like, and that's a credit, I guess, to his look and to the presence and like to the voice of James Earl Jones and all that stuff. Like, but we never actually saw him be evil and do like be a savage. Yeah, like do horrendous, <laughs> like murderous things or whatever. And this one gave that to us, and it was amazing. Like, it was probably like like the best scene in the whole movie. Maybe like it, that probably like. The fact that they they saved it to the end too was just kind of awesome because you had the movie which was great, but then you ended with that was just kind of like oh my gosh it was like just like the icing on the cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know a little discussion that we had behind the scenes, um, you know with with you and Uno was you know he was he kind of had an issue with like with the fact that it was just that one scene and that there wasn't more to it. There should have been more scenes of Vader handling his business. But you know, and and just and, like and a point that yeah. That to we be fair, up. to be fair, just before you go on, to be fair, I've heard like uh, there was a uh, two other people that told me the same thing. They were like, "Oh, we wanted to pull t- uh, X-wing fighters out of the sky because there's you know there's comics that show that he's that that fearsome, you know, where you can yeah. take that." But but anyways, just just so you know that it wasn't just Uno. There was others that kind of thought the same thing. Right, right. Too. And and like I like I was telling you because I I think I would have felt the same. Um. Had like I I, I I should say I rephrase that I think I was I I was going into the movie already thinking like okay they better have like a bunch of scenes of Vader doing crazy things but then when I actually saw the movie like I I wasn't even thinking about that while watching the movie because I was just entertained with that story that they were telling and then when it happened at the end I was like yeah that's sweet like that I felt like that was enough and I feel like if they would have had more it would have definitely distracted from. The, that story that they were trying to tell like we were like you said in the beginning this isn't a jedi versus sith type story it's not something that's focused solely on the force even though they do bring up the force and it's there it's definitely like a presence in the movie it's not the focus of this one and this one was a little bit more like what what you or i would be doing during star wars you know what i mean like we're not jedis or whatever we, we we're not you know like force users so this is how we would contribute to that so I, I think it was awesome that they did that so not having all that crazy vader stuff in the movie i feel like just kind of did more to validate this as a full-on just war movie in order yeah definitely and if let's say they would you know have them do all this crazy stuff it definitely would take away from the focus of what we just of what we just saw in terms of the sacrifice that these people made, right? Of, of Rogue One, it'd be like, oh, yeah, look, look at Vader, and then we totally forget the huge impact that uh, of the the sacrifice that these these characters made. Because let's move into that, and if you guys, you know, obviously what we're talking about is the ending and the fact that all Rogue One squadron members dead. You know, they all they all sacrificed their lives for the greater good, you know, to get those plans, the Death Star plans. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, I thought, and along with a lot of other people too, thought there's no way they can kill all of them. I mean, they're, you know, one of the biggest thing about the Star Wars franchise and Disney is merchandise, right? Mm -hmm. Is is the toys. So how do you get toys of, of characters that are already dead? Right. Because in terms, when you think about it, there's, it's gonna have. Uh, well, 
at least that's what the thought was. It's going to have a shelf time. You know, mm. they're, they're hey, they're here, but that's it. They're dead. They're they're not longer there. And every character, everyone died. And but I saw it from Disney and Disney slash Star Wars or Lucasfilm. That is pretty brave of them to go ahead and and not have these people continue. And it makes sense. It does because, mm-hmm. you know. And before I go into that, um, actually, the um, I read an article saying that the initial script it was a it was a um, a uh, interview they did with Gareth Edwards that he said that at the beginning it was the, the director s- of the movie. By yeah, the way. sorry, the, the director of the film, Gareth Edwards. He said in this interview that at the beginning they didn't all die. I mean, the begin the the in the first like the initial script, script initial script they didn't all die, and as they're reading the script, as the other actors are also reading it, they're all start saying, "Wait, we all have to die, right? I mean, we can't really survive all of this." And so he thought about it, and he's like, "Oh, I don't, you know." His response was, "I don't think we're allowed to kill you guys, uh-huh. being that it's a Star Wars movie, right? It has to be like approved by Disney to be able to do that." And so he talked to. Uh, Kathleen, uh, what is Kathy Kennedy, Kennedy, who's the president of Lucasfilm, and they were like, "Yeah, it makes sense," uh, because they're not in a New Hope, right? Which is, and that's what she said. And like, well, yeah, I think that would make sense because they don't come out anymore, and, and they're New never Hope mentioned anyway. in any other, in any other movie. No, and so there, he's like, okay, so they started. He rewrote the script, and then uh, started, uh, you know, filming the movie, and then he was like. This is Gareth Edwards. He was like, I was waiting for somebody to give me a note and say, you need to change the ending and have them live or something like that. Which makes me think, I wonder if he did. And then they went back and said, because there famously there was, people thought there were problems with the movie and about the reshoots. The reshoots were a big thing because they say they spent a lot of money and a lot of time reshooting the movie. So I wonder, what if he filmed them surviving and then they said, you know what? No, we got to go back and have them all die. That would fit a lot of the reshoot because yeah. that means they had to reshoot everyone's death then, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yeah, Ooh, I that's wonder crazy. If that's what happened? Yeah, that that's be. interesting. So I'll wait for the Blu-ray now. Hmm. No, but the and uh, just kind of going along that same vein, like I I love the fact that this was a, like a self-contained story. Like, like the the story of Rogue One was told from beginning and end of this movie, and like I guess you would say like their legacy lives on in the rest in the actual saga story because you know and, and that was the other that was the other amazing thing about the film is that once like it, it just seamlessly bleeds into a new hope and a lot of people say as soon as you're done watching rogue one you have to immediately immediately go and watch a new hope because it just like it, it works so perfectly with that you literally end this movie with uh princess leia's ship you know running away and then a new hope starts with them chasing, you know, with Darth Vader or whatever, them chasing that same ship. So just the way that they did that was so freaking cool. But um, just going back to all the characters dying, I love that they did that too, dude, because then it would just feel like, it would just feel like so expected and it would be a cop-out almost to think like, of course they had, like, you know, I think we would have already gone in thinking, um, you know, like, of course Jin has to survive. Like, of course, uh, you know, Cassian has to survive because, yeah, like, I'm sure they signed them on for like a bunch of other movies. So they're going to come back and we're going to see them K2SO too. Like, I'm sure he's going to survive. Like all these characters, like we could, we could totally see them moving on to other movies. And I'm sure a lot of people like myself, like you would probably want to see them in other movies too. Cause they were that freaking cool in this movie. 
but I, I'm okay with them all just kind of existing, you know, in this universe where they're dead now or whatever, but, you know, they kind of serve their purpose and they, you know, their actions live on, yeah, you I know, was, in the rest of the movies. I was definitely sad, you know, when, when you're watching them all die, it was like, oh, I can't believe they're actually killing them off, man. But it was, it was, I think, the appropriate ending, you know, even though it's sad to have it that way but it's more powerful it makes the what they did more impactful to the movie itself dude yeah but i think the most important part in in my opinion the the best part from the movie or at least the outcome from the movie is that one fatal flaw to the death star now yeah the the thing about the death star and it's been a joke amongst you know nerddom uh, is that or not even nerd them? It's anyone, even people who are not into Star Wars are like, how is it that they build this giant, you know, space station and it could be blown up by shooting a thing in a tiny little hole? Yeah, like who who wouldn't know about that? Yeah, who would create something like that? Who would engineer it and then, you know, just leave it like that? Like, but jokes on you. Yep. they did know about it and it was intentional. Yep. Boom. Well, let's take it back. They didn't know about it, but one person did know about it and did it on purpose. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, by they, I meant Galen because he worked for the Empire. Oh yeah, moment. yeah. I mean, the rebels knew it because Galen did it that way. And and in fact, the story and it's is not a cop out either. Like it, no, it this, fits with the story. Like it's just so perfect. Like, dude, yeah. Go oh ahead. my god, the story is the fact that he did it as his revenge. That he engineered and put the Death Star together with one fatal flaw on purpose that he only he knew as his revenge for Krennic. Uh, killing his daughter, his uh, wife, and essentially just he never knew until the end that his to the end of his, his life, daughter, yeah. yeah, that his daughter was still alive. So pretty much, he just thought about destroying his family. He 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 put that fatal flaw and sent somebody, which is Bodhi Rook, to let the rebellion know that there is a fatal flaw within that Death Star. Dude, my God, that just works so well. Not a cop out, a legit story. Um, uh, or, or legit story point that actually works within the the movie and a new hope. Mm-hmm. It just it was perfect, yeah. awesome, just a great job in in explaining that and putting it that he did it on purpose. And then again, like you said, it just it, it just seamlessly just goes into a new hope and after all these events, right? And it didn't seem lazy either, which which was like. Right now, you explaining it, and it's like you you experienced that in the in the movie, but like that makes it like that kind of gives uh, uh, credence to him doing that, and that like he was doing it, you know, as a form of revenge or whatever. Like he was doing all that because yeah, he like believed in the rebellion, he believed in in destroying the empire or whatever, and uh, you know, like this was this would be. Like it was like the Empire was putting all of their eggs in this one basket. Like the Death Star was yeah. gonna be their ultimate weapon. So this dude knowing that now is like, dude, the only way I can cripple the Empire is to build this machine for them with this flaw that I can, you know, eventually have have someone destroy it, you know, with with the knowledge that I have. It's just it's just so good, dude. Like the the way that they work that into the the script and the story. It just yeah, like you said, it just it completely obliterates any criticism that anyone can have 
of a new hope or like just of the death star in general like how is it that they would still you know blow it up in the same way you know or like blow it up in that way mm -hmm. i said same way because i was uh someone brought up um someone brought up the point of the uh of the uh of the force awakens and i was like well how is it then that you know that it wasn't essentially the same thing but that they would figure out a way to like blow up the 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 star killer in a similar fashion you know with like a say like a flaw in the in the uh construction of like the the star killer or whatever mm -hmm. it was if they already would have known about this but i don't think it's the same thing yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> that's a it's a good point uh but uh i guess you can make an argument it's totally different different type of base i guess i don't know Let's not let's not go there. Yeah, I mean that's a conversation let's, for another time. Yeah, but. yeah. Let's not go there. But um, uh, why don't we talk really quick? Uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to share too. Is is uh, the fact that there were a couple of things that, uh, as we mentioned, a little bit of throwbacks to the other Star Wars movies. If you if you caught them, and I'm sure there's a few that you caught. I'm not sure if you caught all of them, but uh, here's a couple in case you haven't seen. There's a uh, a scene where they bump into two. Uh, nefarious scum yeah and on the planet of Jeddah, which uh are the two same characters in a new hope that luke bumps into in the cantina in scene. the cantina scene and uh obi-wan actually takes out his saber and cuts that guy's arm off uh one of the guy's arm off so those two characters um are uh, also in uh rogue one and they come out in it so i guess they survive yeah, i remember that yeah, so and that's they're, pretty and they're, cool. And they're pretty recognizable, like iconic, yeah. you know, designs or whatever, like the uh, the uh, makeup and prosthetic, uh, you know, prosthetics on these guys' faces or whatever. Like you'll see them, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember them from that cantina scene. Absolutely, so that's pretty cool that they did that. Uh, R two and C three PO are in the movie. I'm sure you caught them. And one of the things that I thought was super cool, dude, and when I saw this, dude, I was like. Dude, it was insane that they actually put this in the movie because I've heard about it, read about it, and that's dude Darth Vader's castle, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Freaking Darth I was like, Vader's freaking castle. Mortar up in this piece, dude. Have you noticed? Okay, so there's one interesting thing about the movie is that every time they went to a different planet, it told you what planet they were on. Yeah, Jedha, uh, Edu, um, Yavin, Yavin, Yavin uh, Scarif, all these other planets they were on. But when they got to Mustafar, which is the planet where uh, um, his castle is at, and more importantly, where his final battle with Obi Wan—that's where he got all jacked up. Where he got all messed up, and that's when he—and that's where my point is that there's no Skywalker because that's technically the death of Anakin Skywalker and where he became Darth Vader. And so, dude, how messed up is it that he has his castle on Mustafar? Where he got all jacked up. Yeah, dude. It's, that's insane, dude. Like, it's where, pretty awesome, dude. Not only that, that's where technically where, where not technically, uh, where he thinks that he might have killed Padme. Right. Because he chokes her out on that planet. Yeah, dude. It's just one of those, like, uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Kylo Ren or whatever. And it just, I feel like he's always, like, not that he's he's having that battle, you know, within himself to, like, if he feels the light in him or something like that, I feel like that would be a perfect place to just be like a constant reminder of like your pain and like, just kind of tap into that 
and like just make him even more like evil or whatever. So I think it's like fitting to the character. For one, the place looks amazing, dude. It's like this big lava planet, and he has like it's seriously like a Mordor-looking freaking castle, dude. That's like all yeah. like you know like dark and and you know pointy edged and all that stuff it just looks crazy but um you know it's, it's just like thinking about it now it is like yeah maybe that he just needs that reminder of like this is where anakin died and this is where darth vader lives like like he needs to be reminded of that pain in order to continue like being evil or something so yeah there's a guy on um his name is pablo hidalgo he's a, a lucasfilm story a group executive so he's in charge of a lot not in charge but he's part of the group that um kind of puts keeps everything that's in canon together mm-hmm. you know what i mean so he's in charge of a lot of the story uh of where things are and stuff and so he's very active on twitter so people actually will ask him hey was this i think it kind of started with him about chopper and all the other stuff about the rebels and yeah. he will confirm some of that stuff and he did confirm that it is Darth Vader's well, obviously because he was there, but it is on Mustafar. But they never explain why they don't put the name on the planet on there. I don't. That's the strange thing. But um, dude, and then seeing him in that tube and that that tube that back to back to tank, whatever. yeah, yeah, and uh, um, that's the same tank that uh, Luke was in, in or the same type of tank that Luke was in in Empire Strikes Back after they find him um out in the cold. Yeah, but um. Dude, that's that's just crazy to have that actual castle there. Somewhere I read too that in the novel or in the in the novels preceding it, um, the ones that um, I should say, uh, the ones that were written uh, as a uh, kind of a prologue to um, uh, Force Awakens, uh-huh. that Leia owns that castle now, and it's one of her base of operations for the Rebels. Oh, what the heck? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. pretty what? dope, right? Yeah, it's sick. So, um, but anyways, I'm wondering, oh, dude, I'm wondering if that's where, oh, that's a, oh, now I'm like, my head is exploding right now. <laughs> <laughs> Technically right now, it's, it's, it's totally exploding right now because, you know, in The Force Awakens, uh, Kylo Ren has that mask, mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vader's mask. What if, because Leia is now living in that castle, she kept that helmet as a reminder of her father, and Kylo took it when he left. So that's how he got that helmet. Maybe, yeah, makes sense. You know? Would make sense. Dang, that'd What's be it? crazy. That'd be crazy. That is trippy, dude. Anyways. Um, but no, and then uh, oh, be, before you move on to, I just want to talk about that castle and like that scene where we first see Vader, like in full. Mm-hmm vader costume like isn't it uh seamus or something like that uh one of the wwe oh that's that's instead of david prowse yeah yeah he's in that yeah yeah i think you're right dude props to that dude because he just looked imposing like that dude was huge like vader in comparison to uh what's his name ben mendelson is that the actor's name who played krennic or whatever Mm -hmm. his name is like the two orson krennic the the two like standing next to each other like Vader just looked massive, and I was gonna say props to to Ben Mendelsohn because, like, when when he is standing in his presence, like he can't look him in the face or mask or whatever. Like he just has like uh, he just has his face kind of down. Like he's just you know he's telling him like dude I want credit for this or whatever, but at the same time he was just kind of like oh crap like this is, like, this is yeah. yeah like this is freaking Darth Vader. I know what he is. I know what yeah. he's done or whatever. So like it just kind of helped build the lore like behind Darth Vader and like do this. Yeah. Like not only 
are you impressed by his size and you're like he's imposing and like the voice of James Earl Jones too the fact that they used his voice for this too like that was freaking awesome but uh like just everyone's interactions with Vader just kind of made it seem more like his interaction with Vader just kind of made it seem like more like oh crap like yeah this is like this is a so even that you can consider like him being a badass or whatever because he doesn't really have to do anything and people are already like just scared of him and and you know are just kind of freaked out to be like in his presence or whatever so I, I thought that was really cool the way that you know he was able to bring that much even just that, li that little scene but you were able to understand like oh yeah like like and this, then, this is the badass Vader or whatever and then he starts with. force choking Orson uh, director Krennic yeah and then he, he's like starting to choke and then he turned around and you can see his hand in that kind of like, you know, his hand is in that position of choking somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love what comes after. He's like, careful not to choke on your aspirations. Yeah, I'm like, damn, dude, witty Vader, dude. <laughs> Freaking dropping the puns, yeah, dude. That was yeah, pretty dude. sweet. That was pretty dope, dude. Um, and then later in the movie, you hear uh, Mon Mothma. Although I don't know if like Vader would be one to be dropping puns, but I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't mean I like. I feel like you just get to the point like Fama kill you, and I'll be like, let me make a joke out of this. <laughs> it was his lighter side, dude. He was, <laughs> he was on on the planet where he became Darth Vader, so he felt like you know. I guess, dude. I could joke I around. Could, I could be myself here. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was funny. I was like, nah, I don't know about Darth Vader like freaking dropping jokes, but that was a that was a pretty good line though. Not gonna lie, that was pretty sweet. If it's something like, "Be careful before I force you on your knees," right? <laughs> yeah, or something. I don't know. Some other pun. That would have been sweet. I'm not a pun king. <laughs> I know that's what we miss Uno. Yeah, I know that he, dude is a pun king. Yeah, he would have done it. He would have got it right. Um. So, anyways, yeah, the, dude. Later on, Mon Mothma goes up to, of course, Jimmy Smits. We, we didn't know beforehand that he was going to be in the movie, uh, playing Bail Organa, and uh, tells him, "Hey, uh, maybe you should hit up your friend, the Jedi dude." Yeah, she didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's like, "Oh yeah," and then she says, uh, "We need to get the plans to him, and uh, can you trust her?" Whatever. And he's like, "Oh, I can trust her with my life." Talking yeah. about Princess Leia. So yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, like all the little, and doesn't he say like I'm heading to like Alderaan or something like that? Well, he goes, who? Uh, Bail Organa? Yeah, yeah. He says I'm gonna go to um, Alderaan, and of course he dies. So, so I'm saying like so even in that I was like, dude, like the fact that they're paying attention to, like to that much detail. That's the reason why you don't see him in the rest of the movies is because the dude died in the first one. So it was like, it, this thing was just like all the little loose ends, you know, that were kind of left behind through all the saga stories or like to where, you know, New Hope starts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like all the little things that we saw in this movie that we could have been like, well, well, why isn't he here? Why isn't he there? Like, I feel like this one just like neatly tied it all up together in a self-contained story, which was pretty awesome. So like, I, I, I just love the fact that they were able to do that, like. You know, this is why he's not in A New Hope and in the rest of the, you know, movies. Is it talking about the this dude, Bell or Gunner or whatever. And, like, this is why you can destroy the Death Star. And this is this and this and that. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it was just, the way that they did it was just, was, was pretty dope. Pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. And then another cool thing, dude, that I thought, that I didn't know about until I saw it. I I saw the movie, but it didn't hit me until I read it of how, what, what, what I actually saw was when they did the the check-ins of all the squadron leaders, gold leader, red leader, blue leader, when they were checking in, dude, that's 
that's all new hope not all of them but two of them i think i believe uh are um it's red and gold leaders are all new hope footage dude star wars and new hope footage no way yes yes it's it's been confirmed already too by um uh lucasfilm dude they um what? Yes, dude. It was Gareth Edwards was looking through at Lucasfilm, going, you know, where Carlos was at. Yeah. Carlos couldn't tell us, hey, where's that vault at? Right, yeah, for sure. So they were looking at stuff, and even Gareth Edwards was like, oh, he was enjoying looking at his stuff. And then as he's going through the stuff they have, he found re- uh, reels of film for A New Hope. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna, can I check this out? And they're like, yeah, you can look at it. And he found a lot of footage of like the Star Wars, the Death Star battle and stuff like that. And so when they had the idea of the the battle on Scarif on the where the X wings are you know up in space, he was asked and if he could put some of that footage within that movie. And so they did it so that you can look and see that when they do the call in, that's actual footage from the original New Hope movie that they used for those uh, gold leaders, gold leader and red leader to actually survive the battle. What? So yeah, no dude. Way. That's yeah, crazy. Dude. Yeah, dude. So they actually added actual the actual actors that are in A New Hope into this movie, making it even better that how it even, you know, seamlessly gets into A New Hope, dude. That is insane, dude. Yeah. And I didn't notice it, so props to them because they've made it look so freaking good. Like, whatever yep. remastering stuff that they do for, like, old films or whatever, it, it I couldn't tell the difference. That's, uh, that is insane. Yeah, dude. It's like, you just said, I'm going to add them into the movie and put them in, and sure enough, dude, it, it came that out. That is so cool, dude. Yeah, it came out pretty cool. They actually did that, dude. So, um, yeah, dude, and then so a lot of people were saying, you know, why, you know, because there's these death troopers, the black uh, stormtroopers. Yeah. How come they're not in any other movie? But if you notice that they actually destroyed pretty much all of Scarif, mm-hmm. and, and basically they were director Krennic's, um, I guess, like bodyguards or, or his own private squadron. Yeah. Well, they all died. Yeah, they were all on that they planet. They were on that planet, so that's why there was no more of those black death troopers. So that explains why they're not there. And um, so the only negative thing I could actually say about it is um, the CGI characters, mm-hmm. Grand Moff Tarkin and um, Princess Leia yeah. is in the movie. Um, and like young Princess Leia. Young too. Princess Leia. And it, it kind of does, it just looks a little too video gamey, you know, that type of CGI. It was kind of weird because, you know, it's not real, but I mean, it looks good, but still kind of odd you know what i mean yeah it's funny too because i i feel like the longer uh the longer they were on screen and and i mean leia is only there for like a little bit like there at the end but um when uh what's that dude's name again grand marv tarkin when that dude is on screen like (laughs) (laughs) that dude when that dude when that dude is on screen um can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the uh, things? That that's that's that, what, that's what it that sounds thing. like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I feel like my eyes just like became adjusted with it after a while, so it wasn't. But at first, like it is kind of like a, it is kind of a shock. You're just kind of like, oh, what the heck? Like that just doesn't seem like it should be there. Like the CGI is a little bit off. Like it looks weird. But like I said, like the more you 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 get drawn into it and the more like your eye, I guess, adjusts to him like in relation to everybody else, it doesn't look as bad. So that, that didn't bug me as much, but, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, that's like nitpicking though, dude, because, oh, yeah. because this like movie said, was like, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, 
like and I'm, I'm not saying it's like a perfect movie but it was like pretty close but it was pretty to me close. it was pretty close it yeah was, it was, for sure i mean just the, all those things dude like i told you that the the whole death star thing about the fatal flaw being put there on purpose it makes me look at new hope different because it yeah. you know makes me not think like they were idiots how they built the death star mm-hmm. you know but uh but it, so it was great dude it was actually really good so where do we enough of that so where do we uh rank this movie at though where would you rank this movie uh, within the Star Wars, yeah, universe? within all the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely before all the prequels. So, like before one, two, and three, I what? would say. I was gonna say, Phantom Menace. The, I saw. Have you seen movie. that meme where it's like, so this is the sequel to the prequels of the prequel sequel to the sequel of a prequel or something, something like, like that. that? It was like trying to put all the timeline together or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um I I don't know, dude. I don't know how I don't know how how to rank this one, dude. I, I definitely know that it's up there it's up there with the original ones. I would say I don't know, dude. I feel like I feel like it it'd probably be Empire Strikes Back then it'd be uh, I don't know, dude. Well, a, a New Hope, maybe, then Rogue One. Uh, I, actually, I honestly think that it makes A New Hope better. So uh, to Yeah, me, so see, that's why it's me, weird to like... But yeah, that's that's why to me it, it would be Empire, um, because Empire is just a great movie too. It just, But it would be Empire, um, Rogue One, and then A New Hope. And then the other ones, I guess. You know, yeah. we'd have to rank the other ones. But I definitely think that... that this movie makes a new hope better, so it almost needs. It, it's almost like a new hope needed this movie to make a new hope even better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, and, and to think about it, when you think about a casual person, some people who are uh, out there who have not seen the Star Wars movies can see Rogue One and not miss anything, right? You For know sure, what I mean? mm-hmm. can can be kind of oh, is this what the you know almost like if the whole series could start on Rogue One? You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like nobody talks about the prequels. Yeah, <laughs> just pretend yeah, they sure. didn't happen. But um, yeah, yeah, dude. dude I, and I kind of feel like we're—I mean, we're kind of running out of time here. But um, I just feel bad that we didn't take the time to talk about Diego Luna as uh, Captain Cassian Andor. I think his name is. Dude, he was dope. He was um, really good. Dude, and one of the—I feel like—and this is what like makes this movie and the story so great. That in that in one of the, like the their earlier scenes where you know you see him in the city and he's trying to run away and he finds his contact or whatever, and he's like, you know, like they they get in some trouble or whatever. Some stormtroopers come by, and the dude's like, dude, I can't climb out of here. And the guy's like, Oh, it's all good, dude. It's all good. Like, and then he just like straight up shoots him in the back, and it's like he has that moment of like, I had to do it. You know, like he he's just like kind of thinking to himself like, I there was no other way. If he would have got caught, he would have definitely talked or. Like, he could have jeopardized the whole mission. I had to do it. And then he just books it. Like, to me, that was, like, it just made, like, the the rebellion. Because it's easy for us to get lost in, like, the Jedi and, like, the, the just the mythology of Star Wars. And it's, it's like, it's that, that stuff is almost, like, too flowery in comparison to the reality of, like, the, the rebellion. Like, what's going on with people who can't use the Force, you know, who aren't, like... 
in this grand battle for good and evil or whatever, like this mystic power struggle, you know, between the light and the dark side or whatever. Like these people are, you know, the ones on the ground doing all the dirty work. Like the rebellion was really like, like, you know, people had to make some shady decisions and or decisions. And I just love that they they were able to do that in just that one scene where it's like, dude, it's me or him. It's the rebellion or the empire or whatever. Like, I'm going to choose my cause and I'm going to choose myself because I have information that I need to get out of here or whatever. And that can essentially win the greater battle or whatever. So just the fact that they were to do that in that and, and like just his reaction to him just like telling the guys like it's going to be all good. dude. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure this out. And boom, just shoots him in the back. It's like and then like the remorse on his face. But then it's like him trying to convince himself like I had to do that. I had to do that. It's so good, dude. Like, and that's that's credit to Diego Luna, dude, for for bringing that much to that character, even in those small doses. And um, you know, he has like other moments where like you kind of get a little bit more into his character, and you know, it, it goes again with what I was saying. Like, he talks about like, dude, he's been in this fight since he was like five years old or whatever. He says, "No, he says six, but." You just say everyone, five because everyone is five, five, dude. Everyone, every everything that happens to someone <laughs> important is at five years old, dude. He said six, but but, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, like so that just like was furthering that like the the grittiness, I guess, or like the, the yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, the realness of the rebellion, yeah. dude. Like it was, it's not all just like you know I'm gonna use the force to get myself out of this. It's like no, dude. Some of us are soldiers, and we have to make decisions that'll affect us you know like or that'll affect the greater good you know what i mean yeah, like I, I don't know i just thought that was cool and then uh donnie yen as cherut cherut imu was freaking dope too he just kind of had like that like that you know old kung fu master type of vibe going on with him like you know just making him blind but still being able to see more than most people and i love the like his like the ending too where he's like you know it's constantly repeating um, I am one with the force, the force is with me, I am one with the force, the force is with me. And he's walking, you know, through like that battlefield or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, he's probably one of the characters that you could probably say was a was a force user, but um not like a Jedi type force user. You know, like he he knew the force, kinda like Maz Kanata, you know, like she knew about it. Yeah. She knew how to feel it because he he there's a scene where um he recognizes that um, uh, that that Cassian has some kind of mission or something because he asks uh, Baze uh, Baze's is like his Who's dope too, like his his best friend or something. Yeah, best friend. Yeah, I don't Mike. say life partner, but is <laughs> <laughs> but is is a friend. And he tells him, uh, "Does he have a face of a killer?" And he's like, "No, he has a face of a friend." And then she asks, uh, um, "Generous will ask why?" And he goes, "Well, when there's." Um, I forgot what he says. Something like something dark. There's a dark feeling around the force around someone or something mm-hmm. when death is going to be there or something or, or something like that to the, to the effect that he, he felt the force. Yeah. So obviously he's uh, not a force user like a Jedi, but more than a force believer, but also feels the force. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to explain, but it's sort of there. So yeah, it was interesting to have that type of character there. And, uh, but he was, he was awesome though too. Yeah, the fact that he can blow up a TIE fighter and that fool is blind. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> that that fool was dope. throws it with his freaking giant crossbow. 
I mean, definitely Daryl Dixon would be <laughs> yeah, jealous, would be seriously he, would be like jealous. his hero, dude. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it, that's his hero exactly. Be like, dude, that fool's blind. He's blasting a bunch of uh, stormtroopers too, and oh, yeah, one dude. Tie Fighter out of the freaking sky. Yeah, <laughs> what so the dope. heck? You dude, serious? Um, uh, and speaking of weapons, dude, Baze's weapon was dope, dude. Like, I love like the the design of it. Like, he had to have that backpack with them like all the time, and it was just. It had that um, I don't know what you would even call it, like, like what you would see like on a uh, like on a big old machine gun, like, like a, a Rambo bell, machine gun, like a bell clip. But like yeah, 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 exactly. Clip. And it like I don't know, I just like the fact that they that that they use that kind of like a design to make him kind of like the heavy weapons. You know, like in most of like those ensemble movies where it's like mm-hmm. everyone has like their their like yeah their, yeah. their niche or whatever. Yeah. Like they all have like their like specific quality like you're the knife guy you're this or you're that like that dude seemed like he was like the heavy weapons expert you know he was the one who had like the big old bazooka that shoots the uh the the at or whatever mm-hmm. and all that so like his character was like pretty cool too and then their relationship too like they're back and forth mm-hmm. like the whole buddy thing that they had going on was pretty cool too and i kind of wish that they would have done a little bit more with them but um mm-hmm. yeah i liked it yeah like, it was, those it, was characters were cool. it was definitely dope dude so anyways go see it You'll enjoy it. You really like it, and um, th- there's not much we could say bad about Rogue One. I think even if you don't like Star Wars or it's not your type of movie, you'll enjoy this movie for what it is—a a very good movie with some uh, some definite, uh, you know, good action scenes, but definitely some impact to it of you know what these people do. So, yeah, definitely check it out, man. You'll you'll like it. So. Now it's time before we sign off, dude. I wanted to give a, a pick of the week, but I'm conflicted with this pick of the week, dude. But uh, wait, the what? The pick of the week. There you go. Um, there's a, a show that came out on Netflix. It started off on Friday, and it's a show that was very intriguing, and then pissed me off at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, why? Because it wasn't resolved, dude. I like. I invested this time and it is like, oh man, like really? But it's it's so intriguing though. It's so like I was invested in this time and I'm hoping that they'll do season two so I can figure out what happened, you know? Yeah. But it's it's a show on Netflix called The OA. Oh, I saw the commercials for that, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, dude. I I heard about it. I you know, there were somebody you know, they they released a trailer like four days before, kind of a surprise. You know, usually you'll know when Netflix is going to show something, uh-huh. they'll, you know, market it. But this one kind of came out of nowhere, and it was a very intriguing trailer. And it's a story about a, a, a woman, her name is Prairie Johnson, who uh, she lost her sight as a child. She's blind, and then she, um, she, she goes out and she disappears for seven years. And when she comes back, when she's found by her elderly parents, she, is, uh, she has sight again. So the mystery around that is that where she was, how did she get her sight back? Uh, what what happened during the time of her um, imprisonment? Because uh-huh. she was sort of kidnapped from, you know, where she was at for those seven years. What they did to her. Dude, it's crazy, dude. It's The heck? Yeah, dude. It, it's... it's but in the end, it just kind of leaves you hanging, or what? Well, because well, the 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 main well, you don't like, want to give it away, but yeah, the the antagonist of the film, it's weird because he's he's evil, but he's got a, I mean, he's evil for kidnap because he kidnaps these people yeah. and he puts them in these aquarium type cages 
and he's a scientist that is uh, obsessed with near-death experiences. And um, so he like he subjects all these people yeah, to near-death experiences. Yes, because the these heck? these people that he kidnapped all had near-death experiences and survived it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> dude, so he figures that these people can survive near death near death experiences. Um and that the the, the term near death near death experience doesn't explain everything. These people actually died. So you know how there's stories of people dying and seeing, then coming back. Seeing the afterlife and then coming back. Yeah. Well he's obsessed of what they see. Because okay. he says that he's he uh was a was a doctor or something and then um like a, uh, he was like an anesthesiologist or something like that. Yeah. Or, or or I think he's an it was an actual doctor but he I don't know, but the thing is that he's like a doctor. He sees someone have that near-death experience or they die, and he's under the impression or the obsession that he heard something while they were on that other side. What the heck? So then, so then um, I'm trying to, trying to figure out how to say without giving too much away, but he kidnaps these people, and he continually kills them and brings them back. Oh, shoot. Because so, he figures that these people are able to come back. Mm. Not only do they come back, but they come back with some kind of ability. Not like, you know, sci-fi ability. But, for example, uh, Prairie Johnson, who now, she likes to go by the OA. Um, and what does the OA stand for? I can't. I won't say that. You have to actually, if you want you know, watch it, so you Dumb. can see what the OA stands it. for. <laughs> but uh, uh, she comes back with her sight. Mm. But not from him. She comes back with her sight when she had um Jesus? Yes. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, let me see it's giving a too All much right, away. just stop. Just stop then. People watch it because he's leaving you with a lot of questions, which is good because now you need to get it answered. Yeah, yeah, so go yeah. watch the show. It's only eight episodes. So it's not like you're How long are they so like an hour long? Yeah. Um, forty five minutes. Really. About forty five minutes. I think the first one, kind of like Stranger Things, is a bit longer. Uh-huh. And then they're the I they manage their time really well because there's even one episode that's like 30 minutes, oh, dang. which I think is enough for that episode. Yeah. You know what I mean, so, um, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's frustrating because at the end you're like, Oh my God, really? Like what's going to happen? Dude? Yeah. Like, what? But I think the story itself and the way that everything happens, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, Phyllis from the office. She's in it too. Oh, what the heck? She's like, um, she's one of the main characters on there too. That's cool. Yeah, dude. It's a really, I, th- I thought it was really well done, but then again, it's like, and the reason I'm saying it, I know some people will be like, I don't want to watch it then. If, you know? Yeah. But it, I, that's my opinion. I think some other people might feel differently about it. Where it's they're a little either, more satisfied. It's, it's a very, uh, it's a show that either people are going to love it or people are going to hate it. Mm. It's very, uh, what would you say? Um, uh, polarizing. Polarizing. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Very polarizing. Either you'll love it or you'll hate it. Um, I think the the performances are great. The story itself is really interesting, so I I would uh, that would be my pick. And if somebody I feel like feels that's the most thorough pick we've ever given in our life, dude. dude it's <laughs> the most conflicting pick I ever had to give, dude, but uh, definitely check it out though. For sure. So, anyways, thank you so much everybody for joining us. I hope you guys uh, will go ahead and um, when you go back to watch Rogue One again, we'll enjoy it even more. Dude, I do want to give it a different. I want to give it like a second viewing. Just because I want to make all these other connections and just see what I missed and and ba- and really just to watch the movie again because it's that freaking dope, right? 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 <laughs> so yeah, go definitely check it out again. But everybody, thank you so much for for being with us. Thank you so much for 
um, uh, downloading the episodes. You guys have been great. Um, I just appreciate when you guys go ahead and uh, comment on our page, uh, when you uh, share it. Thank you so much for doing that. We ask that you guys go ahead and um, if you really enjoy the podcast, tell a friend, uh, have them listen to it. Uh, if you haven't liked our page, like it. Remember to hit us up on Instagram, and uh, we're also on Twitter, at The Beta Report. Um, That's across the board, too. Everything's at The Beta at Report. At The Beta Report, at TheBetaReport.com. Um, yeah, that's the, you can Google us at the beta, or not at the beta report, but just Google the beta report and you'll find us. You know what's cool, dude? If you put the beta report on Google, we're the second, second uh, on the search. I'm telling you, dude, it's dude. the easiest way to find us. There it is, dude. It's awesome. So check us out, everybody. So thank Who's you the so first? much. Uh, man, I don't remember. I gotta look that up. Yeah, look it up right now, dude. But uh, um. It's pretty cool when I was telling a friend about it and he like Googled it and uh and he's it came like, right up. Well he's like, Oh dude, you're the second one. That's pretty good. Oh, now it changed. Oh no, we're we're the first one now, dude. I kinda thought that it would be weird that that wouldn't come up. That's pretty dope, dude. That's what legit like. Look that, at that. Dude. We're the first one right there, dude. Boom. The beta report. Google it. Google it, people, you'll see where we're at. The beta report. You can even find our email on there too. Look, check it out. The beta report at gmail.com. Send us, us an up. email, dude. Send Get us, us email, up. Dude. Help us out, people. We want to get to more years out there. So thank you so much, everyone, for the beta report. Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait. What? Hold what? up. Uh Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I don't think we're coming back until the beginning of next year. Oh shoot, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think this might be our last episode of twenty sixteen. So <whistles> peace out, people. We love you guys. Thank you for a good year. It was fun. Thank you so much, dude. I forgot about that, dude. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a happy new year. We will be out next week just simply because of the, the holiday. We should be back after that, though. But uh, we hope you guys have a safe Christmas, safe New Year's. Don't be, don't be shooting the guns in the air, dude. I, dude, I have to, dude. It's just it's who we are. It's who we are, right? It's in our blood, dude. We got to do that crap. Do do you know all the people that like uh, your parents say like, oh, don't drive out there because there's crazy people shooting up in the air or whatever and you don't want to drive and all that crap. That's us. Like we're we're the bad ones who do all that crap that people don't want you driving in. So be careful. People. So be careful, people. Don't careful. drive. Don't drive on the streets of Bellflower or Whittier. Yep. yep. Or so, Miami. <laughs> or Miami. Watch out. Or Norwalk. <laughs> everywhere. 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 We're everywhere. Especially <laughs> Norwalk and dude, Linwood. Dude, and that's like a re- the beta report is everywhere. We're right, outside all do- We're right outside of your door right now. Yeah, I know, right? For the beta report, this is the con. The con. That's <laughs> yeah, perfect. I got to sign out like that. <laughs> That's awesome. We got Jay. Peace, everybody. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys soon. And we'll give you guys some time to catch up until we come back in two weeks. That's right. See you later. Late.